0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: No breaks, no breaks, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast.
2: Three time World Speedway champion Ty Wolfenden is back in British Speedway and he's following in the family footsteps, heading to Olderton. I have so many memories from even being a kid at Sheffield. It'll probably ignite all their memories
3: again, you know, from when I was young walking around the stadium and standing on coke pretend I've got a little steel shoe in
2: that. Exclusive first interview with Ty Woffenden as a Sheffield Tiger on the way in a few moments. Our other guest this week is Dan Thompson, also making the headlines on Monday night, putting away a paid 13 points for his former track Leicester.
4: I did think about maybe taking a break at that point and thinking about what I wanted to do from there, but I just thought the better option would be to get myself back in shape and uh, go back to Leicester and show them what they got rid of.
2: And there's plenty of reaction from the various fixtures over the past seven days, including with Richie Worrell, who talks about life at Plymouth, but also a frustrating time with the Peterborough Panthers on Monday night.
5: Just outdone us, outgated us, had more speed than us. That's why the boys are out there now trying to work out well, scratching the reds, pretty much.
2: We've also got interviews with Rob Lyon and Peter Adams. We'll hear from Jason Doyle very soon. And there's focus on the Cab Direct Championship as well, where we catch up with Gavin Parr, team manager of the Red Car Bears. And we'll hear from Jordan Jenkins as well, as the Oxford Cheaters' unbeaten run of 10 matches in a row comes to an end at the Echo Arena. All on the way on No Brakes, No Fear. No Brakes, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Lots to get through in this week's episode and we'll start with that big news that Ty Woffenden is back in British Speedway with the Sheffield Tigers having pulled off the sensational signing of the Triple World Champion. The plant Tigers swooping to secure his signature as an injury replacement for Jack Holder, who's facing a spell on the sidelines with a broken wrist. It's going to go down as one of Sheffield's biggest ever signings as the Ollerton outfit remain focused on booking their place in the Sports Insure Premiership Playoffs. Co-promoter Damien Bates said for Sheffield to sign a rider like Ty Woffenden is a massive coup, not only for us as a club, but for British Speedway as a whole. It certainly is a big signing, isn't it? And uh, when you think about it, Ty starting his uh, early career, in fact, his very first professional race was as a reserve at Sheffield on his 16th birthday, and uh, big connections with the club over the years, and now he signs as a fully-fledged Sheffield Tiger, and uh, Ty has been speaking to Ryan Guest about his move to Oleton.
6: Well, Ty, first and foremost, uh, how does it feel to be back involved in British Speedway? Yeah, it's good. I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, obviously, I uh, wasn't really
3: expecting it, but to be honest, I haven't really had any phone calls from England for the last like, three or four years, so... Uh yeah, I so jumped on the phone and said that, you know, Jack was out. So I want to fill in and just been scrambling to get everything sorted. So, um, yeah.
6: Um, you've said about the phone not ringing and you've you've obviously had your reasons for, for not being involved in the league in the UK since uh, 2016. But, but what was it that, that's made you want to come back and, and race in the Premiership now at, at this moment in time?
3: Simon said, called me and said, hey, can you fill in for Jack? Like
6: that. <laughs> yeah, it, it has been something you, you've <laughs> been mentioning in, in recent interviews, though, that, that, that has been crossing your mind lately as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll, <laughs> look, it's like, I'm, I'm like that. Somebody ain't going to call me, I'm not going to chase it. So, um, And I've always been like that with everything. So, uh, you know, I started riding in Australia in the off season as well, and not because I, I pushed for it, it's because people actually called me and said, hey, we'd like you to ride there. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I'd love to come ride. It's been a long, long time since I raced around Sheffield. I actually can't remember when the last time I rode around there.
6: Um, and again, we'll touch upon that <laughs> in a second. But obviously, you'll, you'll have looked at uh, or you'll know of the riders who are back in the British Premiership <clears> this year. Um, and I know, obviously, uh, Emil Syfurtenov is one who's been back after 11 years. He's really been praising it. Has, has that had any say or, or any, any part in your thought process about coming back? Well, one positive thing is that you know the boys
3: that I have spoke to about you know you know how how are you getting on in England what's it like how how's things going over there? No one had a bad thing to say, whereas you know five or six years ago it was a different story so um yeah it's, it's cool man it's, it's definitely uh positive you know the boys are the boys are super positive about everything, so and um sounds fun.
6: Yeah, uh, you've mentioned, obviously, to Sheffield, as a racetrack, you, you enjoy racing there. It's a place you know from earlier on in your career as well. And, uh, and yeah, certainly for somewhere, like I say, from, from back in your, your early days in your British Speedway career that, uh, that, that that you do have some some fond memories of.
3: Yeah, I think the last time I rode there probably would have been a Premier League Riders Championship, possibly in 2007, which I won. Um I can't remember riding there after that. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what's, what's been going on over the years and, uh, you know, what's been changing and I have like a, I have so many memories from even being a kid at Sheffield. It'll probably ignite all their memories again, you know, from when I was young, walking around the stadium and standing on coat cans and I've got a little steel shoe in that, so um, obviously Neil Machen was, was super close uh, to our family. He's my godfather and he was running Sheffield for such a long time. And then uh, when the bases took over, obviously know them super well as well. So, And I lived in Sheffield for like two or three years as well. So, yeah, It'll be, be interesting to go back.
6: Yeah, 100%. Like you say, plenty of uh, connections with, with people at Sheffield. And uh, another one which you've touched upon already, obviously Simon Stead, great Britain boss who so you've just spent the, the last week or so with East Sheffield's team manager as well. So d- did that also make the decision a, a little bit easier perhaps?
3: Yeah, you know, Steady just gave me gave me a call and said, I don't know if you're interested, mate, but I thought I'd give you a shout, you know, jacked up, Would you want to fill in, and I said, yeah, for sure, let's go. Got all the paperwork handled and, yeah, getting the bikes over from Europe and whatnot, everything's under control and we can go have a bit of fun and go racing and, uh, yeah, how high up the championship we can finish.
6: Yeah, 100%. And uh, you've just raced with Adam Ellis in, in the World Cup. You you won the league with Carl Howarth at Wolves in 2016. So uh, a few boys in the team you you already know quite well.
3: Yeah, yeah, of course. And um, even Pico is there now as well, moved from Winter Sheffield So it'll uh, it'll be a fun group of guys. I'm looking forward to hanging out with them all and
6: banging some points in. Hundred percent. And just finally, uh, a look at the FIM Monster Energy uh, Speedway World Cup. Obviously, a, a tremendous effort from from the GB boys overall, and at the same time, also so gutting to to come so close. But after a, a, a few days of reflection, how do you look back on it now overall?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm still a bit bitter about it, but um, you know, I can I can carry that, mate. I can carry that on my shoulders. The silver, it's, just, it's not what we wanted. It's not what we were aiming for. Um, you know, like I saw in my, my social media piece, I feel like I was blamed for that, you know I definitely shouldn't have ran too last in the middle two races even though I was off the, the middle gates which weren't ideal but I still believe I'm good enough to score more more than, like, more like points than that So, and if I did what I believe I can do and I did my job then it would have been a different story so we uh, yeah, I can take that one on the chin and, and keep moving forward and That's done now. We've got a silver medal and um next year we need to go on better.
2: Ty Woffenden back in British Speedway with the Sheffield Tigers. Well, let's have a look at some of the action on Monday night in the Sports Insure Premiership. And Ipswich Witches kept their playoff hopes alive with a stunning performance to win 53-37 at Leicester. The Witches smashed the Lions' eight-match winning run with Jason Doyle scoring 14 plus one, a paid maximum, of course, there, whilst Emil Saifutinov added 13 plus one. Skipper Danny King also in double figures with 10. But the visitor's hero was rising star Dan Thompson, who had been released by the Lions earlier in the season and came back to haunt his former employers with 9 plus 4, including defeats of Chris Harris and Richard Lawson. Uh, Harris scored 9 for the home side, who dropped to 3rd in the table, whilst the Witches moved within 3 points of 4th place Sheffield, albeit having ridden more matches. Well, of course, we're going to hear more from Dan Thompson in Part 2 of this podcast, so uh, go towards that if you want to hear more from Dan Thompson very soon. First of all, though, Let's hear from the two team managers. Stuart Dixon first with Scott Nicholls.
7: Home win race streak was up for grabs, but it didn't happen for you tonight against the Witches, who put up a great performance.
8: No, it did not happen for us, Scott. Full credit to the Witches, the better team on the night. Uh, Even when we gated, they were past us. They had been sharper at the start, but uh, listen, fair play. Rich's team deserved the win, and uh, sometimes you've just got to take it on the chin and say you get beat with a better team.
7: Yeah, mate, obviously the playoff dreams are, are safe for you guys, but obviously it was a dent in the armoury, so obviously the team have just regrouped now, come out swinging for the next meeting here on Thursday. Well, that's important that we do that. We, we can't let it set in. Um, as you say, we've
8: been pretty good. I wouldn't say we're 100% safe in the playoffs because, you know, we kind we can't, of we can't slip into a bad run of form. I know that sounds silly to say after losing one in the last nine, but it's, it can happen in Speedway. Sometimes, you, you know, we, we need to bounce back on Thursday night and show that this was a
7: one-off. Richie, it's been a tough, tough season for you boys. It was a must-need win. The chips are down and you boys delivered.
4: Yeah, we've been great tonight. It's obviously maybe too late. Um, We've got an important important week this week. Obviously, a trip to Kings in Thursday. We need another win there. Um, Peterborough Monday as well. So, you know, another two winnable away meetings and then just get on a little bit of a a run um, and put a bit of pressure on the playoff teams because at the moment it's like they're looking quite safe. But if we can put the pressure on, you never know.
2: Well,
7: never you know, underestimate wounded animal you boys you know what's at stake tonight it's got to give the boys a massive boost of confidence so going into those next couple of meetings
4: yeah 100 percent like and especially here which is lesser been obviously in great form so if we can get a win here that's that's great for everyone um you know still got issues there obviously eric still had a tough night again and he's just had machinery problems tonight everything's going against him so i mean if we can get him there obviously we're a very good team
2: Yes, certainly an impressive performance from Ipswich, despite Eric Riss having another tricky night with mechanical failures as much as anything uh, that uh, particular occasion. One man, though, who was firing on all cylinders was Jason Doyle with a paid maximum on the night. And he's been looking back on the meeting at Leicester with Scott Nichols.
7: You boys seriously needed a result tonight and you didn't just get the win, you absolutely annihilated them.
2: Yeah, Chris told us if we didn't win tonight, we
3: we're pretty much out of the playoffs. So we knew our job to uh, to try to win at least. Um, the track was amazing tonight. Obviously, uh, you, you do like it when you're winning races, but for how much rain they've had the last couple of days, um, I think they've done a really good job. And, and the team, Dan at Reserve tonight, um, rode amazing. Um, fair play to him. It's it's a great to see the young uh, British kid coming through. He
7: certainly did. He really come of age. That movie he put on Bomber, that was, that was class. It was a smile move. Jason, you've been missed the Ipswich for a long time but it's literally it's been on your shoulders it must be nice having that backup with Emil like heat 15 heat 13
3: yeah not even in the 13 and 15 when you see Emil out by himself you know that he's going to be scoring points and it does take a little bit of pressure off Um, obviously you want to score good points for the team but having Emil in the team this year is amazing he's a he's a great kid and um, hopefully he can be back next year
2: Yeah, a British league that now features Emil Saifutinov, Artem Laguta, Dan Bewley and of course Ty Woffenden now certainly has to be a strongest premiership for many, many years. Well, elsewhere, uh, Ryan Douglas secured a brilliant six-ride paid maximum as Wolverhampton ran riot with a 56-34 win at Peterborough. The visitors recovered from an early four-point deficit to dominate proceedings at the East of England Arena with uh, Dougie earning many of his points from the back in a spectacular display. The Australian was backed up by Luke Becker with 11 plus 2 in a complete Wolves team performance whilst Ben Cook notched 10 plus 2 for a Panthers side who were unable to build on their win at Kings Lynn from last week well some reaction from there then starting off with the Wolves team manager Peter Adams
6: well Wolverhampton team manager Peter Adams the biggest away win of the season for the Wolves and it was a, a fine six man display here tonight
1: yeah magnificent performance probably our best of the season I would think and um, although we had a bit of a scare early on when they took that early four-point lead, we soon got back into it, and um, you know we were dominant from you know, three or four each in right to the finish.
6: Yeah, made even more impressive, like you say, to to be without Rawish. Line that the boys really dug deep and, and really pulled together here as well.
1: Yeah, it's difficult running rider replacement on a track this size, but you know there's so little to choose from when I mean, uh, you, you know you need a guest. Uh, on a day like today when six teams were scheduled to be running so uh, it is difficult and I imagine that's about the score that Rory would have got so I don't think that was too influential
6: Like we say it was an all round display, everyone chipping in with at least one race win but got to mention the performance of Ryan Douglas, he certainly flies around here and and did so again tonight
1: Yeah, I decided uh, as a team we've decided that on the tracks that Dougie really excels we're going to use him at number five He took that role today and as you saw he was magnificent, you know, he was playing with the opposition and it's not the first time I've seen him ride like this. It's it's his first 18 point, you know, not quite a full house but he's paid for 18, that's his his first at this level. And um, he was just brilliant from start to finish but it was a great team effort as you say and uh, we just move on to the next now against uh, Leicester at Monmouth on Monday, which, you know, personally, I think that's a, a very threatening opposition.
6: Yeah, like you say, it's going to be a first clash against Leicester since they came back to the top flight. It's going to be nice to get back on, on home shelf for the first time in three weeks as well for the boys.
1: Yeah, we've, uh, we have actually met Leicester already this season at Leicester. Um, but they're a good looking team and um, I think we'll need to be on our game on Monday to send them packing.
2: Yeah, it's certainly going to be an interesting one when Wolves face Sheffield, isn't it? With uh, with Woofie, I think, previously having said that he could only ever see himself riding for Wolves in this country, but uh, times change. <laughs> That's a conversation for another day. Let's uh, hear from the top scorer for Wolves on the night then at Peterborough, Ryan Douglas, with Dougie bagging himself an 18-point paid maximum. He had the bumps after the last heat, and uh, once he'd recovered from that, he had a chat with Ryan Guest.
6: Well, Ryan Douglas, first and foremost, let's start with yourself. A 17 plus one paid maximum, absolutely flying out there tonight.
0: Yeah, it's good. I've uh, definitely got a liking for this track and over the years had some good results, but I think that was my first six-ride max. But, so, yeah, very happy with that. Uh, felt pretty quick all day and made some good passes from the back. So, yeah, very happy. What is it
6: about this place you like so much?
0: I don't know, really. It's, uh, I don't think it's that different kind of shape. It's, like, pretty circular and I just seem to be able to get my momentum going and, and build up good speed, so... Yeah, I'm not complaining.
6: Made life easy for for yourself in a few getting some good starts but in in a couple particularly the likes of E13 at had to, had to work really hard.
0: Yeah, that's it. I think I was at the back on the first lap but uh I went wide and I thought, oh, I've got some speed out here. So once we got into third, I thought it took me a few laps to get around Neils, but, um, yeah, I was stoked to, to get the pay-to-win there.
6: After a couple of weeks without any team action as well, no-one really knew uh, how Wolves were going to adapt here tonight, particularly with, without Rory as well and having to, to run RR, but it was a, a solid all-round team display, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it's always never not good having your full team, and I think we haven't had many meetings this year with a full team. Obviously, Luke was injured and now Rory, so, yeah, everyone dug deep and I think everyone rode well tonight and uh, it was a good team performance.
6: Yeah, and must be looking forward to, to getting back on home shelf for the first time in three weeks next Monday.
0: Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's been a bit soft and start there. So, um, yeah, it would be good to get back on there and, and hopefully can carry this form on a bit now. Dougie, congratulations on a fantastic performance. Thanks very much.
2: Cheers. What about the Peterborough Panthers then? A morale-boosting victory at Kings Lynn last week. Changes to the team to try and bring a bit more positivity around the side. So Rob Lyon left a little baffled by his team's display. He too has been speaking to Ryan.
8: As frustrating as it gets, I, I think really. Um, but fair play to Walls there with a much much better team tonight, and hats off to them. But a bit mystifying, if I'm honest, that you know we were very inconsistent tonight and uh, we're second best.
6: couldn't say because for the, those first three races, you, you got the first three race wins and, and took the lead after after that heat three with a with a five one. So, so that, like you say, mystifying is certainly one word there.
8: Yeah, it is. It's uh, you know we can point to a manner of reasons why Um, I think uh, we we had high expectations based on the fact we won at Kingsland Thursday and you know we've got a a more settled team now and a new guy coming in um, always gonna be difficult for him in fairness but uh, I think we probably had high hopes that we would win a lot of our more home meetings that we have left to to run Um, but they've uh, come and shown us a lesson tonight and uh, like I say we're far far better team
6: yeah, and like you say, things have, have got to turn around and get back on form. And like you say, still plenty of time, particularly here at the East of England Arena, to, to do that as well.
8: Yeah, that's right. There's seven more meetings at home yet. So hopefully they can... Uh get that consistency in their riding and uh, pull some wins off.
6: Like you say, it was a, a tough debut for, for Patrick as well. I think it was always going to be, no matter where it was, but uh, the, the, the Panthers fully intended when they signed him to, to try and use Vadim Tedeschenko at reserve. I know that was something that's caused a bit of confusion over the past week or so.
8: Yeah, it is, and there's nothing in the rule book to state that he can't ride there, and um, unfortunately I was in Poland when it all kicked off, and I haven't got any chance to sort of really argue it. Obviously, uh, other people did. Dal was one that, that, that sort of tried to argue the point, but, but we didn't get anywhere with it, and you know I'm still to be convinced that there was anything wrong with that. Um, but it is what it is, and um, you know, we may re- revisit that for next week, but, um, yeah, not a lot else to say really, Rich. It's, uh, it's one of those things.
2: Frustration from the team manager and also frustration from the riders as well. Richie Worrell reflecting on that defeat on their home track, having had that momentum in their sails following that big win last week against Kings Lynn. And Richie's been speaking to Ryan Guest as well.
5: It was massive disappointing because of how well it started as well. Um, now, I know the Wolves have got some track specialists. You know, Dougie likes these big fast round tracks. Sam goes well everywhere. Stevie's nice and light. You know, he's gone well around Bellevue. Even back. you know, so you can look along the board and there I've got lads that like this place. So when he started our way, I thought, hey, we're on to something here. Um, but they soon got it figured out, set-up-wise, and then just outdone us, outgated us, had more speed than us. And that's why the boys are out there now, trying to work out on scratching their heads, pretty much. Um, I started off well and then tailed off, but we since after the meeting found out why there was a mistake made um because during the wheel change you get two wheels so during the wheel change after that second race we we made a mistake and put the wrong um sprocket on accident but we only figured out afterwards so so I don't really need to go out there because I know what happened on, on my part my you know we'll hold our hands up mistake made um yeah, it was a tough one, tough one to swallow.
7: Yeah, it
6: certainly was. And like you say, how, how much do you think that the lack of home action maybe played its part as well? Because I think this was the, the first home meeting in, in a month, something like that.
5: Massively, yeah. I don't feel like that's my home track. I've rode other tracks more than I've rode that one. Um, yeah, you know, everybody knows we've got a big run now, I think seven or eight home matches. Um, hopefully we can get dialed in and, and, and pick up some wins and give the fans something to smile about because... That tonight wasn't really, was it? It was uh, tough, tough for us, and I guess tough for the fans.
6: Yeah, the, the management do keep trying. Um, like you say, they, they've brought in Vadim, and, and we've seen his potential. Obviously, it was a, a tough debut for, for Patrick down at reserve tonight, but um, one of the, the big outgoings, obviously, Hans Andersen, a, a legend of this club, and uh, you stepping into the role as, as captain now as well. Yeah, big boost for
5: Philip Hans's. Um I mean, what a career he's had. So, you know, hanging his boots up. Yeah, I think the right time for him. Um, you know, the sport's tough, and it is, especially this 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 uh, this level. It is tough. So, yeah, fair play to hands, You know, there's not many people that have uh, done what he's done in his time. So, you know, he's Grand Prix and rode for his country and, and so on. So, yeah, fair, fair
6: play to him. You know, if his time's up, his time's up, and um, I fully respect what he's done in his career. And I know you've mentioned big boots to Phil, but but being named a, a captain of a, a Premiership side—is that something you, you feel you can step up to, to the plate and step up to that role?
5: Yeah, it, it, I don't think I'm going to do anything different. To be honest, I've just got to do the coin toss. Um, I, You know, I feel, I feel like there's a reason why Rob gave it me. You know, that, you know, I'm always there and thereabouts, kind of buzzing around, um, probably the loudest voice hanging around. You know, probably life, life and soul of the players, kind of thing. with team wise, so. Yeah, I don't know maybe I'll just quite, quite fit it in, in that sense you, you do need a good captain who's kind of got your back um, you know he'll, he'll speak up when someone needs speaking up about and whatever else you know so yeah I'll just carry on doing what I do and uh, try and win some coin tosses
6: yeah and like you say a massive run of home fixtures coming up as well and ideally want to get back to winning ways at the f- first opportunity next time out here yeah yeah that would be nice you
5: know like you, you touched on Vadim coming over you know he's fitting in really well but the difference from what Vad had to uh, the, the young pole that's come in is uh, track time. So Vad had a, had a day on the track before his first match, whereas sadly the young the young fellas come in and uh, his first time he's touched an English track was in his first race. Starts was an issue for him, and then uh, you know early on in the meeting he was tough to pass. You know, there was not many passes out unless you had a very very fast bike. So uh, he has struggled, but he's, he's out there putting the effort in now, um, or he was. Trying to work it out, trying to you know figure out a setup. So hopefully we can get some track time because I'm sure I'm going to want some of the other boys, Mike, before our next home match and uh, get some redemption—not not necessarily on Wolves, but just on the league and try and get a win in.
2: More from Richie Worrell later on in the podcast, uh, talking about Plymouth as well, and their woes continue in their battles against the rain as another rain off uh, incoming for this week as well. The other match that was supposed to be happening on Monday was of course rained off between the Bellevue Aces and the Sheffield Tigers and those two will face each other next Monday. And uh, of course i have already mentioned the new signing for the Sheffield Tigers. Bits of other news to talk about. Revised dates have been agreed for the Sports Insure Premiership playoffs because of the weather issues, because there has been so much rain it is going to be practically impossible to get everything in in time. So the semi-finals are now going to get underway Monday, September the 18th one week later than originally scheduled. So things being pushed back by a week. The grand final is now due to take place on Monday, October 2nd and Thursday, October the 5th. The changes also mean the dates earmarked for the knockout cup final, which was due to take place in the week commencing September the 4th, will also be pushed back by one week. The top flight saw several fixtures postponed uh, because of the wet start to the campaign and also recently uh, meaning an unseasonal spell of weather Throughout July, creating further backlog, Um, Phil Morris has said it's been discussed between all the clubs. He'd like to thank our broadcast partners Eurosport and Discovery Plus for their understanding. Uh, With the number of postponements that we've experienced, it meant it was going to be almost impossible to complete the fixtures by the end of August, but wanted to take a decision now and give everyone clarity on the intentions. So the decision has been made, things being pushed back by just one week. It's certainly going to make for a busy time in September for uh, many clubs. And uh, then they'll all be doing battle for the league title, of course. So revised playoff dates are as follows. Semi-finals are due to take place Monday, September 18th and Thursday, September 21st. Monday, September 25th and Thursday, September 28th. Uh, The grand final is due to take place Monday, October 2nd and Thursday, October the 5th. Those are the dates as they stand. Knockout Cup final is due to take place on Monday, September 11th and Thursday, September 14th. The other news is to do with the Sports Insure British final. Dan Bewley will be defending his crown on his home track of Bellevue Monday, August the 14th, which of course is not far away now. The list of qualified riders has been announced for the national event. It also carries a wild card for the forthcoming Grand Prix in Cardiff. Former champions Chris Harris, who won the title in 2007, 2009 Nine in 2010, Danny King the 2016 winner, Craig Cook who was the title winner in 2017 Charles Wright the 2019 British champion and Rory Schlein the 2020 British champion along with Adam Ellis from 2021 all competing at the National Speedway Stadium. The wild card will be awarded to the British champion and of course if Dan Bewley is successful in defending his title that wild card will go to the uh, runner-up, the person who finishes second um if Dan Bewley does win. So looking at the line-up then, the riders selected for the Sports Insure British final are Ben Barker, Dan Bewley, Tom Brennan, Craig Cook, Adam Ellis, Leon Flint, Chris Harris, Kyle Howarth, Lewis Kerr, Danny King, Simon Lambert, Richard Lawson, Rory Schlein, Richie Worrell, Steve Worrell, and Charles Wright. Obviously, those are in alphabetical order and nothing else. And uh, there'll be the full draw done, I believe, next Monday for the riding order. So look out for details of that. And that brings us to the end of the uh, Sports In Short Premiership section of this podcast. Uh, All we'll uh, do is have a quick look at the league table before we move on. Top of the table remain the Bellevue Aces on 35 points. They have, however, ridden 20 meetings. The club behind them in second place are the Wolverhampton Wolves, They've ridden 16, so four matches in hand on Bellevue and on 27 points. The Leicester Lions have ridden 15 and are also on 27 points. Sheffield Tigers are in fourth, ridden 14 meetings, 22 points on the board. The Ipswich Witches now closing the gap on Sheffield, but they have ridden four more, 18 meetings ridden for the Witches and 19 points. And then in sixth, the Kingsland Stars, 16 ridden and 7 points. And the Peterborough Panthers, 17 ridden and 5 points. That's how the table looks. And uh, taking a look at what the next week or so has in store, Uh, The race for the uh, Premiership playoffs hotting up. Ipswich looking to build on their win at Leicester as they head to Kings Lynn on Thursday night in a fixture that will be live on BSN and then they head to Peterborough on Monday. Uh, The Lions will try to bounce back when they host Sheffield on Thursday and they then travel to Wolverhampton on Monday in a Midlands derby at Monmore Green. That's how things look for the next week ahead in the Sports Insure Premiership. Coming up then in part two of No Breaks No Fear we will uh, hear from our special guest this Week, Dan Thompson, who's had uh, a cracking time of things, in fact, not least on Monday night in front of the TV cameras when uh, he bagged himself a paid 13 uh, at Leicester, his old club for the Ipswich Witches. Um, he's also qualified for the European Under 19 final this last weekend, which will take place later in August in Gorjov, and uh, a runner up in the British Under 21 Championships as well. So things starting to turn around for Dan Thompson. We'll hear about what he's been up to, what he's changed. And what he hopes uh, the rest of the season is going to look like in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back to No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Uh, in this section then, as I mentioned earlier, we've got a rider who had a very good night in front of the TV cameras on Monday. But not only that, he's had a very good few weeks, in fact, a couple of months actually, after a bit of a turbulent start to the season. I'm very pleased to say that Dan Thompson joins us on the podcast. Uh, hiya, Dan. Hi, you yeah, good time. It's some um, pretty good times for you at the moment. I know it's been fairly turbulent um, with one thing and another early early part of the season, but you must be fairly happy with how your last few weeks has gone, in, in, in not just in British Speedway, but uh, in Speedway in general.
4: Yeah, definitely. The uh, the last few weeks have really given me the boost I needed, to be honest. And uh, Mid-season was a bit turbulent, as you said. I wasn't really sure where, where I was going to be riding next and what teams were going to be swapping me about, but now I've settled into my teams and uh, I've uh, started scoring some bigger points and uh, that's uh, definitely good for my confidence
2: Tell us about the start of the season because there was a lot of expectation um, probably on your shoulders you, you know you were starting out at Leicester Um Many people, I don't think, realise quite how much of part of the fabric you and your family—you know, your dad, your brother, um, all your sponsors as well—have become part of the fabric at, at Leicester. So, it must have been a bit of a dream, really, to to having grown up around that circuit, find yourself uh, at the beginning of this season, lining up in the very top league for Leicester.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, me and my brother Joe have been riding at Leicester and for Leicester since a very young age and I uh, uh, definitely know the track and the people very well there so uh, yeah that that showed with my performance last night and uh, but you know uh, they they decided to let me go and um, there was no sort of harsh feelings there, it's just uh, it was obviously since I've joined Ipswich and uh, uh, I found the, the challenge a really good one for myself and it was sort of a blessing in disguise, if you like. So found I've done so much more learning being a new track to myself than riding the same track I've been riding since I was 15.
2: I know from speaking to your dad um, a couple of times, especially around when it was all sort of kicking off with, with one thing another and largely Joe, you know, finding himself moving from one club and, and you were sort of involved in that as well. And then particularly at, at Ipswich, and it, it wasn't... Um, I don't know. Did you feel that you were taking a load off Joe's shoulders in a way? Because I think he'd got himself in a point where really the pressure was mounting on him to perform, and you get yourself in that situation, don't you? Where sometimes, no matter how hard you try, it just doesn't come. And and you know, as as a family, was it um, not? All, it wasn't awkward. It was more of a you. You were able to help each other out in in some ways.
4: Yeah, me and me and Joe had a, a chat together about what we wanted to do and stuff, and. Obviously, Leicester dropped me, and then um, Joe was struggling to find his feet in the the Premiership. I I think I did have it a bit easier than him at first, as obviously I knew Leicester very well when he was, whereas he was going to Ipswich, not really knowing anything about the track or the setups or anything. So uh, yeah, I I didn't like to see him struggling, and I didn't I didn't personally feel like I was struggling at the time, but um, he spoke to me about. Uh, potentially giving me the the chance at Ipswich and uh, Ipswich stepped forward and offered me it and uh, I took it with both hands immediately and ever since I've been uh, doing reasonably well for them and particularly in the last two weeks or so I've really stepped it up.
2: Quite a big step for you to have a new home track though. Um, and I know that uh, it's not your only track that you call a home track, but you know certainly this season, being that season where you've stepped away from being totally based at Leicester, now um, a big a big uh, opportunity for you, as you say, but a big change. But I think personally, from from my obviously I'm not a rider, I see it from a different point of view, but I think the support that you would maybe get at. Ipswich is pretty perfect when you when you look around the pits and and also you look at the team management with the likes of Chris Louis being there you've got such a wealth of experience around you
4: yeah I mean ever since I've come in at Ipswich I've had Emil Jason and uh, Danny giving me advice all, all night long about setups where to ride on the track this and that and offering me all the help I need and obviously Richie Hawkins and Chris Louis are brilliant for motivation and uh giving you support. It's, it's, it's tough for the youngsters being in the top league, but a lot of us have beaten some, some good riders and put in some good scores. So uh, there's definitely, the youth can do it. It's just, we need support. And uh, yeah, it's not nice to get it from a club like Ipswich.
2: When things aren't going well, do you sometimes wonder why you bother when you've got, um, you know, you, you drop by a club, but then on top of that, you've got keyboard warriors probably giving it large you know of, of, of their opinion of what you should have done and, and this that and the other have you had times where you've, you've thought about you know giving Speedway a break or jacking it in or whatever
4: yeah definitely I mean there's a lot of abuse to all riders I think where, whether you've had uh, 10 amazing meetings on the bounce and then you have one bad meeting there's always people who want to wanna say something against you but I just, you have to ignore all that and keep doing what you're doing I mean I didn't agree with what Leicester did to me earlier in the season I didn't think the change was that necessary at the time. We were doing well, but I did think about maybe taking a break at that point and thinking about what I wanted to do from there. But I just thought the better option would be to get myself back in shape and uh, uh, really put in some... Some good points, and then go back to Leicester and sh- show them what they got rid of, which obviously I did last, last night, and Ipswich took took some good points off them, which they probably needed.
2: Yeah, well, you know, going back to Leicester and scoring paid thirteen is is certainly um, it's, it's probably about as good as you could have hoped for, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I couldn't really hope for it to go any better. I mean, I had some some good rides, and I was making some good starts. So obviously, I know Leicester very well, but I was still. Making changes to the bike and uh, taking the, and the advice of Emil, who was uh, told me to make a few changes to my bike for my last two, which really worked. And uh, yeah, took some good scalps along the way as well.
2: What's changed? Obviously, you you found yourself in this situation, your backs against the wall a bit, and you know you've got one option is to put it to one side and and think of doing something else. Your other option is to is to grab this and and fight it and show what you're made of. And I think. I've certainly seen a more aggressive Dan Thompson over the last few weeks. I think particularly since the under twenty one final at Glasgow, we saw that you you know you had the bit between your teeth there. I'm not saying that you weren't. It wasn't like this in the meetings prior to that, but that was one of the first one I saw you in for a, for a little while. Um, what's what? What has changed for you? I know you've invested heavily in some some new equipment, haven't you? What what have as part of that decision to, to fight on? What what have you done? What are your changes?
4: Uh, yeah all really started with i've um, changed one of my engines i've been riding the same engine for a while um but i decided to switch things up and give something else a go as it wasn't working for me and since i've changed that i, I went on it for the under 21s for the first time and i had a really good meeting there i felt i had good speed on the bike and i was um uh, making good lines and stuff there and uh, yeah ever since then i've been obviously riding a lot more regularly and I've just been trying to put myself more in the shop window for maybe next year for teams to look look at me and think I'm I'm not done yet I'm still going to keep progressing and I don't want to just level out now I want to keep keep on rising to the top
2: and we talked about the under twenty one final. I know it was bittersweet, really. You were on the podium, but you, you know you you were leading the, that final race as well. So it must have been slightly frustrating. But nonetheless, it was still a great achievement because you beat a lot of good riders there uh on on that day on on a very fast track and as I say I think it was it was it was interesting to see that you were you were battling for positions that maybe this time last year you you might have conceded maybe slightly easier would that be fair to say you seem to be battling a lot harder and and I think you need that at uh, certainly the championship level and upwards don't you
4: yeah definitely I mean since coming into the premiership the the starts in the first corners are a million times harder there's uh, everyone's ruthless everyone has their elbows out and's not afraid to t- take you down if they have to so uh yeah definitely from watching the the aggression and the uh, motivation of riders like Doyle uh, who can pull, pull any movie likes on the track has uh definitely inspired me to ride ride hard all the time and uh yeah i've been pulling some good moves lately and uh I've been fairly hard on people as well, and uh, that's been giving me a few more points.
2: The quality of the rider that you're facing this season is so much higher than the riders you were facing last season, racing in the championship and the national league. I know you're still covering those leagues now, but now facing up in the um, in the Premiership, where you're dealing with world champions, with national heroes and uh, household names, it's a different level of the sport completely for you.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean. I don't think too much about who I'm against. As every time I go on track, I just want want to win and do my best. And um, as long as I'm mixing in the points with the riders, is uh, that's a positive for me to take away from the meet. And obviously, there's the top top riders in the Premiership. But my job's to just go out as rising star and try and put a few points on the board. So anything more than that is a a great achievement. And uh, yeah, I've been. I've been able to switch to some good results lately I think.
2: On the subject of the Championship, um, you've moved around a couple of times of course but with Plymouth now, the Plymouth Gladiators, although been a frustrating start to life there for, for you and all the riders in fact hasn't it, with the with the rain-offs that you've had and um, a couple more this week
4: Yeah, I know As uh, the weather's been terrible we was obviously meant to be at Plymouth today but that's called off and meant to be at Birmingham tomorrow and that's also been called off so we uh, Yes, uh, that's what's made it difficult to sort of uh, keep busy at times. But all it means is it's going to be a very busy end to the season, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, I like to be busy, and uh, I'd ride every day of the week if it was was possible. And um, yeah, I'm meant to have six six meetings in seven days this week, but obviously the weather's changed that a little bit. But still, good to be busy.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, so you're certainly going to be busy in uh, in August and, uh, and and probably September as well. Now, by the look of it, certainly the first couple of weeks. Um, you've also got international commitments as well. And um, last weekend, you were taking part in the Euro Under 19 semi-finals, and congratulations because you've qualified for the final of this, which takes place in Gorgov in uh, a few weeks' time. So, you know, that's a, that's a, a big opportunity as well, isn't it?
4: Yeah, that was that was massive for me as uh, a great achievement in my career so far, and I knew I needed to qualify um, in Slovakia on Saturday to uh, put myself in the shop window for some under twenty four Polish stuff next year, um, which was good for myself. And uh, I started off the meeting well on Saturday with two race wins, and at that point, I sort of knew I only needed. A couple more points here and there to qualify and uh, I managed to get those so uh, I'll get some more experience abroad over the next few weeks which um, can only help me improve as a rider.
2: And so is that the plan for next year as well then to factor in some Polish under 24 stuff and, and doing these international meetings that, that like get, gets you on the radar number one but also you need to do this, this sort of stuff to, to qualify for it?
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously the um, quality of riders I'm up against over over there, my age group are very very talented riders. So it's um, good to compare myself to them and see how I am against the, the top riders of this age group in the uh, in the world. So uh, yeah, it's def- definitely good for me, and uh, hopefully next year I can gain even more experience abroad.
2: Ty Woffenden back in British Speedway. And he's a rider that's that's helped uh, you and your brother out over the early years, wasn't he? And um, in fact, he did that TV documentary. Was it the True Grit documentary that was on BT Sport um, a few years ago? And the story goes that he only agreed to do it if you and your brother were going to be in it as well because he wanted some of the youth in there and, and uh, he'd been working with yourselves hadn't he and so you've got this connection with Ty Wolfenden already
4: Yeah that's right he was, um, he was sort of in, involved with uh, one of our sponsors as well so we uh, everything was all sort of tied in through uh, our sponsor and uh, it was a great experience to be filmed by BT Sport with, uh, with Ty and uh, yeah he was um, a real pleasure to deal with Obviously, it's difficult to give 15-year-old uh, advice when you're still still learning your way around tracks and stuff without bike setups coming into play and that. But obviously, he tried as much as he could to help us out, and uh, we were really grateful for that. So, uh, yeah, that was good.
2: Yeah, awesome stuff. A nice little story as well. And so could be uh, a nice, sweet little um, twist to that story to, to line up against him. And, well, imagine if you got one over him. <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, I've beaten some pretty good riders so far in my career, so uh, you can never say never.
2: And you took a couple of decent scalps on Monday, Bomber and Richard Lawson, so that's, that's a feather in your cap, isn't
4: it? Yeah, 100%. I was obviously a, a lot more fired up for last night with being against the team who sacked me and, and the manager. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was de- definitely good to get one over on them and uh, put a bag full of points on the scoreboard as well whilst I was at it. So... Uh, yeah, it couldn't really have gone much better.
2: I'll tell you what, though, you wearing your Leicester Kevlar's but an Ipswich race jacket would definitely have caught me out if I was commentating, that is for sure.
4: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen a lot of comments from last night, people saying it was a tactical move to wear my Lions Kevlar's, but um, I haven't actually got any other Kevlar's to wear, so that's all I could wear.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you, you've 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 got to wear what's available, I guess, but... No. Yeah.
4: A lot of people were saying, what if a Leicester rider looks back and sees a glimpse of Leicester Kevlar's and he's not going to think he's under pressure or something. And I didn't really think of that, to be fair.
2: Next up then for Ipswich, a uh, trip to Kings Lynn on Thursday. Um, again, another chance to uh, entertain on the TV as well because that one's on BSN and then away to Peterborough uh, on Monday. So uh, a busy time with a couple of local derbies on the cards now.
4: Yeah, good good, more exposure for myself. And uh, I haven't been to Kingsland in a while, so will be interesting to see how I get on there. But um, everything's been going well for me lately, so uh, I'll just give it my all and uh, hopefully have another good meeting. Obviously, a few crucial away meetings with Ipswich to come with being away at Kingsland and Peterborough. So uh, we'll definitely be looking for... Uh, Uh, two more away wins there to um, hopefully put us a bit more in the playoff picture. Um, I know it's obviously going to be a big challenge for us to make the playoffs now, but we're all still fired up and we still want it.
2: Awesome stuff. Well, look, thanks a lot for uh, speaking to us, Dan, and, and best wishes with the upcoming fixtures and everything else that's heading your way as well, particularly that uh, uh, trip over to Gorjov as well for the under-19s. And are have they, have, have, have they starting to think about track reserves for Cardiff yet? Do you know if you might be in with a shout of that or not? I mean, that's uh, that decision's usually fairly imminent, isn't it?
4: Um, I, have, I have no idea, to be honest, but um, I've been asked to do a, uh, like, Little test event at Cardiff just to test the track out, like sort of a few days before. So that'll be more good experience for myself. And I'm just taking all the bike time I can get at the minute.
2: Oh, that would be super awesome! I know that Phil Morris said they were going to be doing a test event um, beforehand, and I did wonder if they might be asking uh, the likes of yourselves, you know, Rising Stars and so on, to. To, to be involved so that's I know you'll be in an empty stadium but it's still going to be a bit of a thrill isn't it
4: yeah I mean just riding a track like Cardiff and the the stadium is uh, amazing I've done it once before on the 250cc um, with the youngsters before but obviously it'll be a massive experience even in an empty stadium
2: cool and and is it is that what they're doing like they've done it before where they're asking a, a bunch of the previous you know British younger guys to to come in and sort of simulate a GP and that's what they've done in the past isn't it I think
4: yeah I think there's um, quite a few British youngsters that are uh, heading down to Cardiff for the the practice of I'm, I'm not really sure what it's all about but um, we just get a few rides around the track which will be pretty cool
2: nice stuff ok well en- enjoy that um, at the very least and, and maybe more as well who knows what, uh, what might come your way but um, all the best and look forward to seeing how it goes for the rest of the season yeah we'll thank you Dan Thompson of the Ipswich Witches and uh, also lining up for the Plymouth Gladiators in the Cab Direct Championship. And we'll talk more about Plymouth in a few moments because we'll hear from Richie Worrell, who is uh, speaking about uh, Plymouth's plight with the rain. Uh, They're now without a meeting at home for six weeks and uh, they've also got their away meeting cancelled this week as well. We'll hear from Richie Worrell on the Gladiators in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear.
1: No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast.
2: Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan, and in the previous part, we heard from Dan Thompson, who is one of the most recent signing for the Plymouth Gladiators. However, he's yet to turn a wheel for them since signing for them. All their meetings have been postponed because of the weather forecast, and uh, that remains the situation this week with uh, Plymouth's home and away meetings being postponed because of the weather. Clearly, there's not much they can do about that. It's bad fortune. It's certainly going to make for a busier time later in the season, but frustrating for the riders involved Um, particularly let's hear from Richie Worrell of the Plymouth Gladiators he's been speaking to Ryan Guest
5: yeah I've not I didn't go there once last month well I did but to watch the rain uh it's it's frustrating yeah but I feel for Plymouth and all their fans you know but what can we do the weather is the weather um I just worry about how we're going to get them all in at at the end because I I believe Plymouth have got a chance of making the playoffs you know we've We've got our, all of our tough matches out the way now. You know, we've had pool. Well, I'll say tough, but, you know, we've had Poole a few times, had Oxford a few times, you know, and they are up there for uh, for winning the league, I think. You know, I know we've got Glasgow coming up, but the other ones, I think we've got a good strong chance of, of doing something in them. And um, if we do so, then there is a playoff, playoff uh, position for us there down at the bottom. So we just need to get the races in to try and get the wins in and get the points and and, and try and do something.
6: And just finally looking at a couple of the boys uh, that, that Mark and Gary have brought in as well, obviously the likes of James Pearson and Dan Thompson released by other championship clubs, but nevertheless, when you look at what they've been doing uh, since, I know Dan Thompson scored paid double figures at, at Leicester tonight, for example, so uh, there's, a, there's certainly something that those boys have got to offer.
5: Absolutely, yeah, right, Dan, I do. And even um, James Pearson, he's... Uh, I wrote to him twice... Since I think we did red cow with him, he rode well, and then I rode with him at Edinburgh the other night. I top scored; I think he was second behind me. Um, it might have made him hungry, leaving Birmingham. You know, when you when you do get the sack, you end up a bit hungry. And uh, right, I'm going to show them. So, hopefully, we picked up two angry boys, and he, he want to show uh, want to show what they can do. But yeah, I do look at that team. I think we're stronger. Um, me and Kyle, I've uh, I've definitely got. Small power games a little bit, you know. I feel like we have been under par, um, so yeah. I mean, that being said, we can get that done. Ben's just Ben, he, you know we're always going to get 110% out of Ben. It just uh depends if he's on the two wheels or one. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back with Plymouth with our new team and uh, seeing seeing what we can do. It's uh, I'm I'm excited about that.
2: Well, Plymouth must wait until next Tuesday. It is a crucial bottom-of-the-table clash, though, if you want to call it that, because the Plymouth Gladiators will be welcoming the Berwick Bandits to uh, the Coliseum next Tuesday evening. Fingers crossed the weather so far, at least, looks a little better than previously it might have done uh, over the last few weeks or so, so uh, you never know. That fixture will, of course, be on BSN as well next Tuesday. Looking elsewhere in the Cab Direct Championship, uh, Glasgow Tigers moved clear into second place in the championship, holding on for a 46-44 win over title holders the Pool Pirates. The Pirates recovered from 10 points down with five races to go to force a last-heat decider, with the home side's leak cut down to two points. But uh, Richard Lawson won the race for the visitors after a frantic battle. Second and third places for Benjamin Basso and Chris Harris over Steve Worrell were enough for the Tigers to take victory. A big one as well at that. Meanwhile last week, Redcar ended Oxford's unbeaten record in the Cab Direct Championship with a 48-42 win in a thriller at the Echo Arena. Both sides led the meeting which dent down to a last heat decider after the Cheaters pulled off a 5-1 in Heat 14 to narrow the Bears' lead to four points. Danny King was Redcar's hero though in Heat 15, defeating Sam Masters with Charles Wright in third place ahead of Oxford guest Benjamin Basso with the visitors going away with the Aggregate bonus points We can hear from uh, A member of each camp now In a moment we'll hear from Jordan Jenkins Of the uh, Oxford Cheaters But first of all The team manager For the Red Car Bears Gavin Parr Speaking to Ryan Nassau.
6: Yeah, had everything didn't it? It, it Again, a bit like last week It sort of toed and froed A little bit um, we, we sort of had our noses In front for for a while Later on and then obviously yeah, they hit back towards the end and, and I, I did for a split second think, oh, it's just not going to go to a super heat or anything, is it? But um, Danny had got a bike working really well. Um, Charles had just been Charles all night. So, uh, yeah, I, I did think 15, we could at least split them, which would have obviously given with a win and, and that's what happened. Yeah, brilliant. Cheetah's defeated for the first time this season. Um, they have had a fantastic run. that surprised you but how long it's taken to be defeated, especially because you have one fall on the bounce away from home as well? No, I don't think so. Uh, well, I know we're a good team. Um, we've got a solid outfit, and, you know, the, the team spirit in the camp is unreal and I've been in a team like it. Um, enjoying every second of it, I think that's the big thing that's, uh, you know, pushing us on as a team. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, I don't think we can be disappointed about tonight to lose it by six against, you know, Redcar got a good team, you know. If that was in the playoffs, we'd take that and uh, we'd do the business back home. But, um yeah it's uh it's been a decent night and you know with henry took a knock tonight and comes not as usual self um obviously missing scotty but ben ben done a good job and you just gotta think if we had louis here as well like yeah it would have been i don't know maybe a few points closer or uh and and the luck went our way with um tapes exclusions and uh it would have been all right
2: 24 hours later though and uh, it was the Berwick Bandits who had the better of the red car Bears with Berwick skipper Leon Flint holding his nerve in a crucial heat 15 to secure a dramatic 46-44 victory over the Bears at Sheelfield Park. Um, Looking elsewhere through the championship, a couple of other stories. Max Clegg returns to Edinburgh's senior team this week as an injury replacement for Lasse Fredrickson and uh, he's looking to hit the ground running returning back to the Monarchs' side. Birmingham manager Stuart Dick. Dixon is still looking for ways to improve the Birmingham Brummies side, taking some encouragement from a 12-point defeat at Scunthorpe last Friday, as we heard earlier uh, in this uh, piece as well. And looking ahead to the week ahead, leaders Oxford back in action at home against Scunthorpe on Wednesday. The rest of the chasing pack have some important fixtures: with Glasgow travelling to Redcar on Friday, Pool host Edinburgh on Wednesday before making the trip to Armadale on Friday in re- the return fixture which will then move on to Berwick on Saturday in a northern tour. The Bandits visit Scunthorpe on Friday. And a look at the National Development League and Edinburgh's two reserve plus Max Clegg accounted for a massive 40 of the academy's 46 points in a narrow home win over Berwick. Problems elsewhere in the side, Dale Wood and Mickey Simpson stepped in to secure the victory with Simpson recording a career best 16 points. Steve Boxall made an excellent return to action for Berwick at Edinburgh, uh, but wasn't quite enough for the Bullets to take an away victory, and Oxford are set to welcome back Luke Kelly... And Oxford is set to welcome back Luke Colleen after his lengthy injury absence and uh, now reclaims his side in the um, Oxford Chargers lineup for both the Chargers and the Cheaters. And looking at the busy week ahead, a busy Sunday in the National Development League sees Mildenhall clash with Leicester in a repeat of last season's grand final, with both clubs in contention yet again. Meanwhile, Workington visit Kent at midday. The Comets also in action at Leicester on Saturday with the Lion Cubs leading 53-37 in their knockout cup semi-final so the full fixture picture then starting on Wednesday Uh, one meeting already off is Birmingham versus Plymouth the weather is looking dicey for Wednesday in certain parts of the country Oxford are due to take on the Scunthorpe Scorpions Uh, the scores level there on aggregate of course and uh, Poole set to face the Edinburgh Monarchs at 7.30 weather permitting Thursday, back to Sports Insure Premiership action. Kings Lynn versus Ipswich, with Ipswich uh, in the lead with the bonus point for that one. 7.30 the start time, that fixture live on BSN. Uh, The other fixture is Leicester versus Sheffield, uh, which takes place at uh, the Pitcock Motorcycles Arena. 7.30 the start time for that. On Friday, Cab Direct Championship action. It's Edinburgh versus Poole at 7.30, with um, that fixture set to be live on BSN. SN as well, I believe. Uh, that's uh, again 7:30 start time. Redcar versus Glasgow, Scunthorpe versus Berwick. Those two fixtures will be shown via the club's own uh, streaming channels on Saturday. Cab Direct Championship: Berwick versus Pool at seven o'clock, and uh, National Development League Knockout Cup semi-final first le- uh, second leg, I should say, at Leicester versus Workington with Leicester uh, in the lead there, 53-37 at halftime. Seven o'clock the start time there, and. on On Sunday, National Development League, it's uh, Kent versus Workington at 12, Mildenhall versus Leicester at four. On Monday, Sports Insure Premiership, Peterborough versus Ipswich, Bellevue versus Sheffield and Wolverhampton versus Leicester are your two fixtures there. And then looking ahead to next Tuesday, Cab Direct Championship Plymouth versus Berwick, which is live on BSN. And you've got National Development League action with uh, Oxford taking on Kent. And that takes us over the next week or so. Fingers crossed for the weather and get at least the majority of those fixtures through. And we'll be back here next Wednesday to talk about all of that and look forward to another busy week coming up because uh, the 14th of August will be the Sports Insure British Final. That's going to be around the corner. This time next week we'll have the uh, the full draw for that so we'll know who's going to be riding against who and uh, no doubt looking ahead to the British Final in next week's episode. So we'll see you then for that. In the meantime, enjoy your week in Speedway. I'm sure there's going to be lots to talk about over the next seven days and we'll be here next week to review it all on no breaks no fear no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast sports social podcast network